are now listening to Dear Self Care, a podcast, a love letter, a reminder to take care of you because you deserve it. Hello and welcome to the Dear Self Care podcast. Thanks for tuning in to the first episode. I'm Courtney Loran. I'm a certified health coach that focuses on self-care. So technically, I'm a self-care coach. I'm a wellness advocate, and my own self-care journey is what prompted me to create this podcast to share what I know and also learn from others. So it's going to be fun, it's going to be interesting, and it's going to help us heal and to help us grow. So let's go. First things first, this is the Dare Self-Care podcast, so we have to introduce what is self-care. It is such a trending topic, and a lot of people are still confused as to what it entails. It is more than just pampering, going to the spa, and things of that nature. Self-care is about creating a harmonious life, starting with you. There are six main categories of self-care that I want to go through and tell you a little bit about so that you can understand how you can start to create that balance, how you can start to create that harmony, and the aspects of your self-care that you might want to pay a little bit more attention to, show a little bit more TLC to, so that you can create a more harmonious life. This is like your beginner edition of what self-care is. So to start things off, I'm going to start off with physical self-care. That is taking care of your body, activities you do to improve the well-being of your physical health. That exercise everyone is always saying needs to be done, moving your body. And exercise is not one size fits all. There's so many different types of exercise you can do that you can find that you may enjoy so that you just continue moving your body, keeping your body, your blood flowing, keeping your body going and feeling good from the inside out. But physical self-care is way more than just exercise exercise. It is about how you sleep, making sure you are getting enough time for sleep. You know, the the time they say is eight hours. Trying to get that eight hours of sleep is beneficial to your body so that it can rejuvenate overnight and it can digest what it needs to digest and do the things that it needs to do while you are sleeping. So sleeping is so important for your physical self-care. So is rest, taking breaks, taking time from the hustle and bustle of everyday life, making sure you relax your body, stretching. Being tight is not fun. Tension within your shoulders, your neck, your lower back, your legs, your hamstrings, your fingers, you know, your wrists, it's not fun. You want to take time out to stretch your body so your blood can flow freely and so that you can feel good, so you can release the tension. That is all a part of your physical self-care. So is walking, healthy food. Eating things that are nutritious and that give you a nutritional value. Things that give you those vitamins, those minerals, those things you need within yourself to keep yourself going. It gives you energy so that you can move your body and you can release that tension. Hydration, because water is key. Drinking enough water for you. A lot of times we're hungry. We're eating all of these snacks. We can't stop eating the snacks. And lo and behold, we're really just thirsty. When you don't drink enough water, you tend to eat more. You think that you're hungry, but you're really super thirsty. You're not having enough water in your diet. So remembering to stay hydrated. Doing yoga is really good because that helps with the stretching. Like I said, and just walking. Something as simple as walking. Going outside and just walking out around the corner 
at a park, taking a hike, doing things that are enjoyable, that don't seem like such a hard task or a hard physical release is still very beneficial to your physical self-care. So make sure you find for yourself a way to move your body and feel good and eat well so that you can keep going because we only get this body one time. So we got to take care of it. The next type of self-care I want to talk about is emotional self-care. That is taking care of your emotions and feelings in a healthy way. Emphasis on healthy way. Being able to understand your feelings and what's going on and then finding a healthy way to express them is what we aim to do. It's the best thing for us and it keeps us going without harming ourselves. That's activities that help you connect, process, and reflect on a full range of emotions, no matter what those emotions are. So stress management, because stress is the number one killer. Finding ways to release your stress in a healthy way, which a lot of times is physical self-care, you know, boxing or high-intensity workouts, something that just really makes your heart pump and gets you flowing is a good release of stress. So finding what works for you and managing that stress helps you continue to process your emotions and reflect on your emotions in a better way. Forgiveness, okay? Emotional self-care is forgiving. You have to forgive yourself for the things that you have done maybe in the past that you can't change now and you have to forgive other people. You don't want to hold on to grudges because they manifest in other ways in your life. So it does not make sense to hold on to that negative energy. Forgive it and let it go. Having compassion is also a part of emotional self-care. Everyone is going through something. So remember that. Don't take things personal. Don't hold on to things. Don't let them turn into grudges. Have compassion for other people and have compassion for yourself. You are doing the best that you can kindness, being kind to other people, being kind to yourself. And then going to therapy is very beneficial for your emotional self-care because sometimes we just have to get it out and we just have to talk to someone that is not going to judge us. And we just have to say what needs to be said so that it can help us process our emotions and help us process situations that we are going through. Journaling also does that and being creative through art, um, through music is very good therapy as well to help us get into contact, into connection with our emotions so that we can reflect and be mature about them. Okay, emotional maturity should be the aim of our emotional self-care so that we don't have outbursts, so that we don't do things that don't benefit our wellness, that don't benefit our health, that don't benefit our safety. We don't want to do any of those things because we were emotional and we didn't know how to handle those emotions. So focus on your emotional self-care if you feel that you can't get a handle on it, if you feel that you go towards something that is harmful to you in any way, shape, or form, that might be time to express yourself in a different way. Find something a little bit more healthy, a little bit more productive to help you get your emotions out there and work through those emotions, okay? Up next is spiritual self-care. That is taking care of your soul, honoring your spirit and what you believe in. There are activities that nurture your spirit and allow you to think bigger than yourself. And spiritual self-care does not have to be religious. 
It could be spending time alone so that you can reflect, really going into hermit mode and understanding your thoughts, understanding your emotions, understanding what you believe in and knowing that it's okay to believe in it. Sometimes our beliefs aren't the same as our families, as our loved ones, as our friends, and that's okay. As long as you understand what you believe in, that's what you work towards, that's what you grow in, that's what you elevate in, that's what you vibrate higher in. So spending time alone to really get clarity and know what it is you want to do and how you want to maneuver through your life is beneficial to your spiritual self-care. Meditation, of course. Clearing that mind of clutter and listening to the thoughts that come up, honoring those thoughts, understanding those thoughts, and then keeping the thoughts that serve you well and releasing the thoughts that do not serve you. Meditation is so important when it comes to spiritual self-care because it helps you connect to your higher self, your higher being, and it helps you just elevate your aura and everything about you. Connection, like I said, connection to your higher self. Connecting to nature. Nature is such a beautiful part of spiritual self-care because there is nothing like nature. There's nothing like Mother Earth. There's so much beauty outside in nature and it really calms you and grounds you and centers you and helps you transcend in a lot of ways. So connecting to nature is a beautiful thing. Or And if you can't connect to nature frequently, then creating a sacred space, a space where you go to to meditate, to journal, to release, to understand, to reflect, to connect. Creating that space, creating the vibe, how you want it to be. Some people create altars and things like that. But really having that space for yourself where you connect to your higher self and your inner self is truly important to your elevation and to vibrating higher. And then self-reflection. When you reflect on your life and you reflect on maybe mistakes, you reflect on wins, you get to learn and you get to grow in so much wisdom. And that wisdom benefits you as you continue to travel through your journey called life. So always take time to self-reflect so that you can forgive yourself if need be. You can let go what doesn't serve you. You can have gratitude for what has served you. And you can continue to move forward on your journey with your head held high. It's time for a self-care break. Drop those shoulders. Unclench your jaw. Shake out any tension in your body. Now let's take a deep breath in. Release. Good. Now let's get back to the show. Then there is social self-care. All right. That's how much that's how much peopling you can do. Okay. How much peopling is right for you. If you're an introvert, it's not a lot of peopling. If you're an extrovert, you need a lot more peopling. So you have to find out what's right for you and then honor that. Honor your social needs and make sure you are surrounded by people that support you and love you and truly have your back because that is key. When it comes to your social self-care, you want to make sure that you have yourself some ride or dies. Like you have yourself some people that truly understand you and love you for who you are and you do the same for them so watch your circle when it comes to social self-care and then it's activities that nurture and deepen the relationships with people in your life the relationships that you want to cultivate that you want to continue to have the relationships that you love to be around 
Those are the relationships that you pay attention to. Those are the relationships that you make sure you show up for and that you make sure that you give and receive. You find a harmony in those relationships and you make sure that pride gets put aside, ego gets put aside so that you two can continue having this flourishing relationship with each other. In social self-care though, you have to remember to set boundaries because you don't wanna have to check anybody. People have to know their boundaries with each other. It's very important that no, that the people that you love and the people that you want in your circle don't overstep your boundaries. That is how you keep yourself safe and that's how you feel secure and that's how you feel loved in any type of relationship. So set those boundaries and make them known. Making sure that you have a support system with those people. They support you full-heartedly. They want to see you win and they want to be able to help you win. They have no problem helping you win. Asking for help is a big part of social self-care as well because it's something that we tend to not do. We always think that, I got it. I don't want to burden anyone else. I'm not going to ask anybody. Ask somebody. You don't realize how many people want to help you until you actually ask the people in your life, the people that you love. And people enjoy helping other people. So let them help you. Ask for help. Social self-care is also having positive social media. We live in a day and age where social media is becoming king. And we consume a whole lot of it. And not all of social media is positive. Some of it is very heavy. Some of it has negative energy attached to it. Some of it is detrimental to your mental self-care, to your emotional self-care. And a lot of times the vibration is just so low and it brings you down. When you feel exhausted after being on social media, it's because you consume too much of it. And you might've consumed things that did not benefit yourself, did not benefit your spiritual growth, didn't benefit your well-being. So check your social media, take out things that you feel are toxic, take out things that don't lift you up, don't make you feel uplifted. If you're not feeling uplifted after seeing a post and you go to that that page and nothing on there makes you feel uplifted, remove that page. Cultivate the type of social media that you want to see, that you want to consume. And then once you do that, make sure that's not all you do. Don't consume social media all day. Take a break, okay? Social media detoxing is a thing and it is very beneficial to your social self-care. And then communication. We have to communicate with the people that we love. We have to communicate effectively. We have to be heard, but we also have to listen. We have to be able to speak to each other and understand each other and grow with each other and love each other through our communication. So do not be afraid to communicate. And remember, when you are communicating, that also involves you listening. Don't be the person where all you do is talk and you never hear. That's not communicating effectively. So if you are that person, if you've noticed that you're that person and you really don't hear what other people are saying and you really don't listen, that's something to work on. Don't just be the talker. Find balance in your communication skills so that both parties are heard and both parties can express what they need to express in a healthy way. Communication is key and it's a big part of your social self-care. And then also time together. Even though while I'm recording this, we're still in a bit of a quarantine. You still want to have some time together, whether it is on Zoom, FaceTime, any type of video chat system, 
texting, even though I, I believe more in phone calls when it comes to having real conversations, texting is still good because it keeps you connected. Of course, phone conversations, voice to voice. And then if you can, because we're in quarantine time, social distance and spend time with someone, do that. And this leads me to practical self-care, which is actually broken down into a few subcategories when it comes to self-care. But practical self-care is taking care of your space. The tasks that you complete fulfill core aspects of your life in order to prevent future stressful situations. So that's your boundaries. That's your learning and enhancing in your job or your career. That is taking care of your space. That's your safety your healthy living environment, your security and stability, your organization, all of that helps you not have future stressful situations. So if you know that you're prone to anxiety, if you know that you're prone to worry, if you know that you're prone to take things up a notch when things don't go your way, try to avoid that by setting yourself up for a win. Organizing your space or organizing what it is you have to do helps you not have a future stressful moment because things are in their proper place and you're able to get to them, you're able to understand them, and you're not gonna be frantic looking around because something is lost or you don't know where something is. You have organized and that brings some extra ease into your life. A healthy living environment, when your space is clean, when everything has a place, which is also beneficial because things are energy, everything carries energy. So giving things a home where they are going to be helps create a higher vibration within your space. So having that healthy living environment in that way and also having a healthy living environment, sometimes we can't control who's in our living environment. And that's when I always tell people, seek outside help if you can, if it's something that is really detrimental to your well-being and your health. Otherwise, try to create a healthy space to where you can communicate freely, you can be yourself, you can be authentic. Your safety is number one. Safety in your life should be one of the number one things you you work towards when it comes to practical self-care. You should feel safe in your environment, especially when you are home. Having security and stability in your life is like financial stability, financial security, so that you don't have to worry about money because worrying about money creates future stressful situations. We stress so much about money on a day-to-day. So if you can set yourself up to where you do not have to stress about money, you do not have to worry about money, please put what needs to be put in place in order to do that, which leads to financial self-care because that's developing habits that work for you and reflect what you're trying to achieve with your money. That's saving, budgeting, money management, paying bills, and splurging, okay? (laughs) Financial self-care. Let's talk about splurging for a little bit. It feels good to splurge. There's endorphins in retail therapy. It feels even better when the rest of your money is managed properly and you don't feel broke after you splurge on yourself. You have enough money to splurge on yourself and all your bills are still paid. You have enough money to splurge on yourself and you have a savings. You have enough money to splurge on yourself and you don't have to worry about money for anything else. If something pops up, you're good. Creating that money management system in your financial self-care brings so much ease and removes so much stress and worry and anxiety around money. It helps you be able to respect what money is and the place that it has and it helps you vibrate higher past what money 
is used for making sure that you budget and that you save is number one always pay your bills do not splurge on yourself and not pay your bills that is creating a future stressful environment do not do that to yourself put some money aside for savings budget the rest accordingly and then when you can splurge a little something on yourself it feels better when you do it that way also under practical self-care is that work-life self-care that's that time management those work boundaries positive workplace more learning in the workplace and break time when it comes to time management making sure you go to work and you know what it is that you want to accomplish for that day what do you want to accomplish for your work day and being aware of the time it takes to do just that creating a system to where you know I can get this done in this time frame and then I can move on to this. That helps you. It creates a less stressful environment for you and it prepares you for your day. Work boundaries are one of those things that constantly get stepped on because nine times out of 10, we're worried about losing our job so we don't create work boundaries, but then that makes us miserable at our job because we don't have work boundaries. If you're at a job where you can't have boundaries and you can't create or have a positive workplace, that's when it's time to look for a position or look for a company where you can have those things because we spend most of our time at work. Having it be positive is way more beneficial for our mental and physical and all types of self-care than having it be a negative experience and then affecting everything else that happens in our life. And then last but not least is personal self-care. That is discovering your true self and finding your own path that is what all of this self-care work leads to every single category has its purpose and leads you to your purpose it leads you to your true self and it leads you to finding your own path personal self-care is about making sure you have hobbies and making time for those hobbies okay knowing yourself knowing how you feel knowing how you act your personal identity who are you and then be that person be who you are and not what others want you to be show up as that one and only show up as your best self okay those are the types of self-care that we can all work with work towards get better at find harmony with to create a more balanced life that suits us and what we want for ourselves and what we want for our life don't go just yet i have some affirmations for abundance for us so that we can attract more abundance in our life so shake out that tension take a deep breath and let's get into it affirmations for abundance my life is full of abundance I am a magnet to health and wealth I attract more abundance every day what I want wants me I attract what's for my highest good I deserve the best and I accept the best. I release resistance and allow abundance to flow freely into my life. I am open to receive the good the universe sends to me. My life is full of abundance. The universe has my back. 
I am love. I am loved. I am one. Gratitude for all that comes my way. My life is full of abundance. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. The Dear Self-Care podcast comes out bi-weekly on Thursday. So please hit subscribe or follow and put your notifications on so you do not miss when the next episode comes out. Also, leave a review because it is very beneficial for a small podcaster like myself. It is greatly appreciated and thank you. Until next time, be well and stay liberated. 